0: Buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny.
1: Welcome to gun Funny, episode 314. Today I'm going to chat with Brian from Columbia War Machine, discuss the blatantly unconstitutional revocation of carry rights by the governor of New Mexico, highlight the new NARP from Beretta, and talk about an outrageous theft of a P-80 by a gun shop in Albuquerque. I'm your host, Ava Flanell. Brian, how are you doing today?
0: Great. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, although I'm still laughing because right before I hit record, you were like, yeah, I got a German shepherd named Ava. And I'm like, that's cool, right on. (laughs) (laughs) Just thought I'd throw that in there. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. You know, for a while, it was like the top five girl names. Yeah, so I mean, I have that for me. Yeah, So it's, I meet a lot of little kids, like little girls named Ava, but.
0: Really? Yeah, it's a good name. Actually, now that
1: I'm thinking about it, one of my Patreons (laughs) He has a dog named Ava too. Yeah. All right. Anyways, (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's cool. All right. Before we get started, BSF barrels. I don't know if you have any experience with them, but they make really cool carbon wrapped barrels. So if you wanna give like your AR or your bolt gun an upgrade, definitely check out BSF Barrels. Their barrels are in the same world class as like low profile barrels, but because the carbon fiber sleeving, it's more rigid like a bull barrel. So they're also incredibly accurate. The barrels are turned down to low profiles, but the roll wrapped carbon fiber sleeve loads it under tension to give you the heavy barrel rigidity without the weight. Also 95% of the carbon doesn't touch the barrel, so it doesn't affect accuracy, and it has ventilation slots to cool the barrel faster. And as a result, it performs like a heavy barrel without the extra weight. If you guys want to upgrade your gun with an awesome barrel, use the code ELITE15, that's all one word, E-L-I-T-E-1-5, and you're going to get 15% off, and that is bsfbarrels.com.
0: Learn the things you never knew on deconstructing the industry
1: all right so brian really excited to have you on i was just kind of talking to you before we started recording and i have to say i'm already like really impressed with you i don't watch a lot of youtube and for those who follow me know that you know my youtube i post a video like maybe once a month here and there i think i have like close to fifty thousand subscribers nothing crazy But just talking to you, I got to say, like, I'm really impressed. And then we also have a mutual friend and he was telling me a little bit about you. And I was like, oh, man, I definitely have to have this guy on the show. But for anybody who may not be familiar with who you are and what you do, can you just kind of give us a little synopsis of what that is?
0: Yep. My name is Brian. I have a YouTube channel, Columbia War Machine. I own a fence company as well. And I also do machine gun rentals, 76 Armory. So definitely an entrepreneur. And I have 21 German Shepherds.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. That's, I mean, that's (laughs) actually really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw some of your YouTube videos and then our mutual friend, he was like, yeah, he has two mini guns and he's like naming off the stuff. And I was just like, dang, like, how is he able to afford this? And he was like, he has a fencing company. And I was like, well, shit, I need to learn how to put up some fences.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I worked seven days a week for years. I mean, I pushed myself to the limits, like sometimes 15 to 18 hours a day. So it, it definitely has paid off and I have no bad habits. So, and I've not been on a vacation in like 18 years. So all my money went to land and guns basically. And
1: That's impressive. And it's kind of
0: funny. Yeah. It's kind of funny because six years ago, well, about six and a half years ago, I had four guns in my name and I've always been into guns and stuff, but buying the property where I could actually, you know, discharge and shoot firearms again, Mm -hmm. got me kind of in it again. And I'm like, all right. So I started buying more stuff. And then I called a guy from uh, urban armory. His name's Ed. And I was like about a semi-automatic M60, and I was joking around with him. I'm like, you don't buy any chance to have a full-auto MG42 because it's always been my favorite gun of all time. And he's like, I actually do, and I'm like, well, I can't buy that, and he, and he you know, totally like went over the transferable machine gun thing with me. Yeah. I was shaking; I couldn't write the check fast enough. Wow, like you don't understand. It was so that was the first gun I bought, and I kind of went crazy. And now I got about 160 machine guns wow so and, and I, so I just crazy. i go full go with everything i do so it's been a but it's been a cool you know learning how to work on all of them and rip them apart and you know different guns and just I don't know, it's been awesome i never would have thought i'd been on youtube yeah. i mean i've never had that plan ever it was just kind of a thing that happened and now i'm kind of going full go with that that's my new challenge in my life to see what i could accomplish with it and
1: how long ago did you start your channel
0: I started it like two years ago, but I was really busy working. When I first started, I put out a few clips, not even videos. There was literally like 10-second clips, a few things, and then I didn't put anything up for like 13 months. And then about a year and a half ago, I put up my first video, and I've been kind of going full go since then. So really, it's been about a year and a half.
1: Wow. And then you have, I guess, just slightly short of, is it 600,000 subscribers on
0: YouTube? Yeah, it's like 575,000. Yeah. But I'm very disappointed with YouTube. You know, they're really definitely keep gun channels under wrap. Oh, like I, I have, to, I have to push myself very hard to get stuff out there because if people don't know about it, how they're going to watch. It? So absolutely. I'm constantly forwarding up my phone and putting it on Facebook and on Twitter. You know, it's like, you have to make the videos, think of the ideas first, then make the videos, then mm-hmm. you got to edit them. And then it's like all this work trying to push them out there too. So. Oh, I know.
1: I absolutely agree. People, I hear a lot of kids nowadays and if you ask them like, Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? A lot of them will say a YouTuber or an influencer. And it makes me laugh because I think people just they see it, you know, they just see what we put out and they're like, oh, that's got to be easy. They have no idea the amount of work that goes into it and even just coming up with these thoughts, like the creativity behind it and how you can make it engaging. And then on top of that, getting that product or making it happen, or I noticed you do a lot of footage with like drones and stuff, and then editing. I mean, some people will take it's not just like cool, quick little edit, and you know, sometimes you could record like thirty hours of something, and in the end, you get like a six minute video.
0: Yeah, I, I had my last video I just put out a day and a half ago was fifty five hours of editing in it.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's.
0: I mean, insane. I it was I had so much. Sometimes I had fourteen different cameras set up for for different scenes and stuff so it was uh it literally pushed me to the brink of, <laughs> of almost snapping because i was getting no sleep and I, I had a deadline to get it out it's just and yeah people have no clue they think that i'm out there just having fun which it is but i mean it's a lot of work setting everything you know i'm like a director out there i'm into videos i'm thinking of the ideas making sure everything's safe because you know there's firearms involved mm-hmm. and it's just a lot of uh i just like to do crazy things so i cut a car in half with a machine gun. I cut an ice cream truck in half. I've, I try to think of unique things that other people haven't done yet, You yeah. know what I mean? So it's, which is also got,
1: a full-time job in itself. <laughs>
0: it is, it is. I'll be like putting up fences and all of a sudden something will pop in my head and I'm like, I'll grab my phone and hurry up and write it down. So yeah. I, forget it.
1: I know, I know for me, it always comes in the shower. So then I'm like, okay, I have to remember this so that I could write it down because it, yep. you know, if, if you don't write it down, then you lose your thought. Okay. So let's kind of go back a little bit. And when did you start your fence company?
0: I started my fence company in 2009. My father owned a fence company and then he had a stroke. So I went to work for another company and just decided I was going to start. It. So I started in 2009 when the economy was doing great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kidding. But mm-hmm. it was, uh, I just knew I knew I was going to do it. So that was a challenge. And I built it up to a pretty good sized company and put a lot of effort into it. You know, I, the house I had at the time I sold, I actually moved into my shop. And lived in my shop for four years and worked seven days a week. And, you know, that was one challenge. And then once I bought my property, that was like another challenge doing that. Now YouTube is my new challenge. I want to see what, what I could accomplish with this. Yeah. And the way I look at it is it's kind of like really cool to think of an idea, you know, actually make it and then get it out there for people to enjoy. Mm-hmm. It, to me, it's like you're creating something that just like that just wasn't there before. It's something that's cool. Like, you know, like me sh- shooting down the RC planes with plastic bullets, like, no one's seen anything like that before so it's like it's like a new kind of adventure almost and to make it all like work out good and and then you see sometimes we're like man i wish i would edit it a little bit better i wish i would did this you know so it's constantly trying to improve and make a better video every time and i'm sure you understand exactly what i'm talking about with it
1: oh yeah absolutely i'm going to take a quick break talk about gators ipro if you haven't checked out the blast shields cool thing about these is that you can change out the lenses like really quickly you just flip the nose piece up 90 degrees the mechanism opens you swap out the lenses and then you close it back up and voila you have new lenses so you know if you're going from like shooting outside to shooting indoors they're also made from the same rugged aluminum that allows you to custom fit them to your head you can get them non-polar smoke lenses or their mil-spec ballistic lenses and clear. You could also get the fast photochromic from like clear to smoke, which is what I have. So like if you walk outside, it automatically changes to that smoke color and it protects your eyes. And they're available in that package where you can get the smoke or the clear, or you can buy the replacement lenses but they start at $180 for the non-polar smoke. Definitely check them out. Don't forget to use the URL. This URL will get you 15% off, and that is Gators G-A-T-O-R-Z dot com forward slash Ava. Let's go back to you having 21 German Shepherds. When did that start?
0: Since I was probably two years old, I've had a German Shepherd at some point in my life. And when I started my fence company, I've always had them, and when I started my fence company here, And I had to get rid of my house because the economy was bad and I couldn't afford it. I actually had to give up like two of my German Shepherds homes. And it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. I told myself, oh my God, because when I was getting the building for my business, I was actually renting it at first Mm -hmm. and they would not allow me to have dogs there. So I uh, had to give them up. And that was like a big, you know, when something like that happens in life, these are like my kids. Like I had to, you know, and it really gave me the drive to push hard. And I said, I swear to God, once I get the opportunity, I'm going to rescue dogs and do everything I can. So, you know, I bought my first German Shepherd. I was doing a fence job next to, you know, somebody that had puppies for sale. And I went over there and fell in love with this one. I paid like $2,500 for him. I mean, he was, uh, dang. yeah, he was like, his dad was like the champion of US and Canada and stuff. And for me, that wasn't the thing. It's it's like, you get that feeling about a dog right off the rip when you see one that you like. So I got him. I was doing a fence estimate for somebody and they had a really pretty female German shepherd. And I'm like, oh, my God, we got to breed our dogs and make puppies. And, uh, you know, what I mean, so we yeah. did it. And, you know, that's how I started everything. And we got puppies. And so I feel like they're like, you know, I kind of made them because I put this all together. And, and it just kind of started from there. And then we started rescuing dogs. And I mean, we've rescued right now. We have nine rescue German shepherds with us. Wow. So, and every time, and every time we have puppies, usually we keep one. we have puppies right now, <laughs> so
1: I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, God,
0: we don't, move. but it's like, you just, you always get attached to one of them. At least, I know, so.
1: I know. And German shepherd puppies are so cute. They're like little roly polies. Like they're just like, they're, they're and, like
0: you know, little bears. Almost. Yes. That's
1: what it, yeah. So I don't know if I've, I mean, I have said this on my podcast before, but I guess I don't mention it that often, but for those who don't know, so my dad's dragon man and I haven't really been. It's not like I was like secret about it, but I didn't really publicize it much, you know, in the last, well, probably like eight or nine years, only up until this year have I been a little bit more. And that's just because I feel like I've created my own success and I'm not piggybacking off anyone else's success, which I hate. And Brian, you hate that as well, which, you know, we were talking about this beforehand and I was like, man, I love that already about you because I just I hate when people have that entitled mentality or, you know, they steal our people's success and they can't create their own. But, yep. So, anyways, my dad's Dragon Man and you saw a YouTube video where I was interviewing him and we were going over, I think, World War One stuff. And you were like, Man, I love that guy. You said that he is your what is it, your thirty year what?
0: Like thirty years. I, I would say that I truly think he's my long lost dad.
1: Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> it's because
0: because we literally have so much of the same in common. Just you know, I've been watching him since I got into guns again, and one of my workers told me about him at first, and I mean, I just started watching all his videos. And I just is like demeanor and everything is awesome. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it just has yeah. like that outgoing and just seeing the stuff he's accomplished. It's like you know, I'm proud of what I have, mm-hmm. and I seen his is mm-hmm. like a whole nother level. And that's why I always tell people, I'm like, man, I hope in 30 years that I'm like, you know, what I mean, that I'm like yeah. still like into it as much as him and everything. I'm just very, it's awesome. And the fact that you have accomplished as much as you have too, it's, I mean, it runs in your guys' bloodline for sure. You can tell. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I definitely had, I mean, both my parents, they raised my sister and I to like be very entrepreneurial and just smart. And I guess in general with life, but as you're talking, I'm like, okay, it does kind of feel like I'm interviewing my dad, you know, like if he was younger and then he's obsessed with German shepherds, and so that's why Is he really? Yeah, he has well he finally started getting rid of them and I think he's down to one that someone just took because it was getting really hard for him to like keep up but like at one point I think he had like 12 German shepherds and he would open the fence that went around his gun store and so that mm-hmm. was just kind of like as additional security it, but they okay. you know a lot of times they'd have puppies and so uh, growing up, I always remember like I get excited when there was a litter of puppies because I'm like I just want to play with them. My dad's like, nope, they got they have to be attack dogs. You can't play with them. And I was like, ah, oh, but they're so cute. And I'd like sneak one away and just like play with it. And it's really cute.
0: <laughs> I, I think it's official. I think that you're my long lost sister. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, I mean, the German shepherds, the guns, everything. Like you know, I mean, to drive all those, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm telling. I just assumed I, that I you people,
1: knew the German shepherds. I didn't know that you didn't I did that. not, honestly. I yeah. did
0: see in one of his videos before, but I didn't know he had that many. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've watched a lot of his going through the museums and in his house and all that stuff and showing the hot rods and everything like that. But it's, uh, I never knew he had that many. That's, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I really love your property. And is that your house that the miniguns are like on the deck and you could just shoot right off your deck? Well, that's,
0: yeah, What that's kind of like, I have fifty-five acres total, mm-hmm. and it's three three parcels put together. So my house would be more to the north. You really don't see it in the videos, but that when I built that property over there, it, it was just flat farmland. So I dug all those lakes, built the mounds. Oh wow! And that mountain, mm-hmm. that mountain is about forty-five feet tall, and I decided I was going to build a pavilion at the top of it. So when you're overlooking the land, I mean, it looks awesome. It looks like I call it my Viking kingdom because it looks like something being like Norway or something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean so. It does. I didn't realize you built the lakes. That's really impressive. I just thought oh, yeah. that, that was already yeah. there.
0: No, we dug all that, built everything. I built all the pavilions. I got decks, pavilions, everything out there. A lot of, you know, my German shepherds love it out there too. In fact, tomorrow, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing is taking all of them out, and letting them swim and run around and play. And oh. it's just a great, it's a great feeling.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about some of your videos. So I just recently watched the one where you're using the plastic ammo. Who makes that? By the way,
0: man, I know it was made in Germany and I did know the name for a second, but it's what it yeah, It's the dag ammo dag and ammo? the stuff for Dude. mini for mini guns is awesome. It and
1: just,
0: I did a whole video on just the ammo because people are like, oh, I can't believe you're shooting up there at these RC planes and stuff. I said this ammo, if you shoot it like a cannon at an angle, the furthest it will go is maybe 270 yards. Yeah. Like in it really in the video, I show me shooting like a refrigerator, at like 50 yards and it just dents it. Mm-hmm. I had to get it like twenty five yards away for it to actually go into the refrigerator. But for these RC planes, that's perfect. And you know, for any time I do the rentals, I have people shoot it because it's safer, mm-hmm. just in case they shot high in the air or something. Exactly. It would You know, it goes, exactly. yeah, it goes a couple hundred yards and then literally falls, and does no damage. So it's like safer, but you still get the effect of shooting it.
1: Interesting. Do you get the <laughs> recoil <laughs> as well?
0: No, that's why I'm able to shoot it from the hip in the video. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I would
0: never, I would never try that with live ammo. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's like 400 pounds of like kickback or pressure of recoil with the live ammo. Mm -hmm. And there's only like 40 Mm -hmm. or 50 pounds of the plastic. So Mm -hmm. I can hold that, but yeah, it would, you'd definitely lose control if you tried to shoot like a hundred round belt through the like predator style. Like I do a lot with the plastic ammo.
1: Yeah. And where did you get the RC planes from? I've met a couple of
0: pilots that I'm kind of friends with around here. We've talked about it last year because last year I did a video where I shot styrofoam planes and we were just throwing them off the deck and shooting them. And we're like, Man, RC planes would be like a whole nother, you know, a whole nother adventure with this. So we started talking about it and getting it ready to go. So they're part of the They're called the Cleveland Quad Squad. And they do all kinds of, you know, RC races. They do, you know, fly RC planes and stuff. So we met up and got it together. I have a part one of this video, too, which is pretty good. But this one, the last part, two, I put, oh, my God, I made 300 hours, man hours into it easily. Like it's wow. it literally mm-hmm. was the most money effort and stress i've ever done in a video it was like making four videos at one time
1: wow yeah i can only imagine just kind of skimming through your videos i'm like this was not an inexpensive video to make and no (laughs) i mean so my co-host uh dalen civilian tactical with my other podcast i think he did where he shot diamonds out of a gun and, and he was like that was a really expensive video to make but like i'm looking at your stuff and i was like yeah those Laboratory, you know, made diamonds. I was like, that's nothing (laughs) compared to, you know, compared to some of the stuff that you're doing. But I, well, my my main
0: thing is I want to make sure that, like, I want people when I'm all said and done with this to say, oh my God, this guy made the best gun videos ever. Yeah. Like, right now, are you familiar with FPS Russia? I don't think so. All right. FPS Russia was like, he hasn't been doing it for a while because he ended up getting in trouble and stuff, but his videos were like insane. When I first started watching your dad's videos, I was watching his. And he just did like, I mean, he like drove a tank through a house. He just did all kinds of crazy stuff, but he was super funny and like just did crazy things. And it was like, I mean, he almost killed himself like three times blowing up Tanner night where like doors off of trucks flew by him and stuff. But anyone I ever talked to about gun channels, they're like, oh my God, FPS Russia was the best. It's like, even no matter who's going now, Demolition Ranch or anyone, it's like everybody knows Mm -hmm. that, wow, FPS Russia was, uh, he was was like the top guy, you know what I mean? Like
1: the poster child for gun videos. Yeah. And
0: my goal, and I even if I have to do extra fences to pay for stuff or anything, I want to make just like one-of-a-kind of videos. I want to make like where people are like, wow, these were just entertaining to watch. They were awesome. You know, that's more than money or anything. I want like that. And I don't want to be popular myself. Yeah, I just want people to really like, like my videos and yeah. say, like, wow, this guy does a lot of effort in his videos. Yeah, I can so, respect that. Nice.
1: Taking another quick break. Talk about Mantis. If you haven't checked out the Blackbeard X yet, definitely do so. It gives you the capability of the Mantis X along with the trigger reset of the Blackbeard so that you don't have to rack the charging handle on your AR every time you shoot it. And there's a version coming out soon for the SIG MCX. In addition to the normal analysis, it also gives you the analysis based on your movement. It tracks your delay to get on target and it gives you metrics on how you can increase your speed without affecting accuracy. It shows you how much over travel on a target transitions and the path of transition. All of these go together to help you get faster and more accurate. And I have to say, just using it, even just for a few minutes, I saw my accuracy and speed increase significantly. So if you've been putting it off, pull the trigger, get it. For what you pay, you save that in ammo, just a few trips to the range. If you want to check it out, the website is mantisx.com. How many vehicles have you cut apart with guns?
0: I've cut two completely in half. And it's funny, if you Google cutting a car in half with a machine gun, I'm like the only thing that comes up.
1: The <laughs> well, I can only imagine. Okay, so how much like ammo did that take? Because I, can, I can't uh, even.
0: When I did the minigun, I was kind of far away because I wanted it to be safe. So I was like, I don't know, maybe 60 yards away. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought it was like 18,000 rounds, but I, it was about 12 to 13,000 rounds. And then I cut an ice cream truck in half with a two for nine saw. And that took about five thousand rounds, but I got up like twenty-five yards away.
1: Wow. And
0: just went at it, man. I figured, you know what? It was a cool video, but it was like no one's ever done it. So I figured I wanted to do it and yeah. show it getting cut in half with it. So
1: did you get to the point? So I have to ask, did you get to the point where you're just like, Oh, I gotta shoot the mini gun again, you know, like oh, pull yeah. more ammo. It,
0: it was definitely getting like exhausting because yeah. I'm like, Oh my god. I got to run out of ammo before this happens. And my, I, you know, so it was getting, it was getting to the point where it was like, holy it's harder than people think because you have all these, I mean, you're ripping most of it apart, but there's like these little tiny little pieces that are holding it together that you just got to keep going over until you get them. And that's why I got a lot closer with the two for nine saw to the ice cream truck. And it went a lot better.
1: Yeah.
0: I won't be doing that again. though. that was definitely, I did too. I'm good. Yeah, I got a bunch of other stuff I want to do.
1: Yeah, I can only imagine. It's crazy, though, because people, you know, in their lifetime, a lot of people have never even shot a gun, let alone a full auto. And then here you are, like most people, they're like, oh, that's on my list. Like, if I could shoot any gun, I want to shoot the minigun. And then here you are just like, oh, we need to shoot more ammo through it. It's still not done. And it's just like <laughs> exhausting.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, you know, I'm so used to shooting it now that it's like, it's not really that big of a deal anymore where a lot of people like oh my god i'll let them throw even a 200 round belt through it and they're like that was awesome and it's like you get used to it so for me i've still loved it the mg42 is my favorite gun of all time i mean that gun is like i have like 10 of them Mm -hmm. and it is it's just awesome i mean it, it definitely has some recoil and stuff but it's like it was like the first fast machine gun ever made and it just you know it stood out so I just big big time into that. So yeah. I know your dad's got a lot of fifty cal's, which I have like five of those too. I like that Madu. In fact, that was the first video I ever watched that your dad did. He was shooting like a door of a Humvee with a okay. fifty cal, so it was kind of funny. That was when I first the first video I ever watched.
1: A few months ago, I shot a fifty cal, but it was semi-auto, and I was just like, "Wait, it only shoots one at a time." Like I'm like, "This is not the kind of fifty cal." And it was like on a half track i'm like this is not what i'm used to like it was just semi-auto and like i felt kind of stuck up but i was expecting it to be full auto and yeah so but that's what i grew up with
0: how old were you when you shot your first machine gun
1: believe it or not i had not shot any guns i shot like one like old little pirate looking gun and it had to have been black powder and that was when i was maybe i came home from college actually so i think it was still like anywhere from 18 to 21. But I shot my first gun at 25 years old and you're going to laugh about this. But my mom was a firearms instructor and we were recording a TV show and she couldn't give me like a full on, you know, tutorial, but she was like, OK, this is what you have to do. This is how you shoot. And I was surprisingly really accurate. I couldn't even rack the slide on a gun like and I could only do it on a 22. Mom was like, you're not going to embarrass me. Don't shoot a 22. Well, anyways, <laughs> I think it was a Glock 19 that she gave me. I'm shooting that and i was like wow this is actually kind of fun like this is sort of i remember just thinking like it was sort of like meditative you know you had to like really concentrate on what you're doing and i was like it was cool and then sure enough as soon as i shoot that my dad brings out a full auto 9 and i'm shooting it and i have videos of it it's i mean it's been i should post it but it's like a pretty old video where it's still the quality of the video quality is not that great but i had a laugh because you know this First, I shoot a gun and then like within not even 30 minutes later, my dad's like, you're okay." well, let's shoot the full auto now. And that was my experience. But I feel bad because a lot of people, you know, at times I think we take full auto for granted and we're just like, yeah, that was cool, you know. And there's people that would just like love. I mean, there's people that like travel from all over the world to go to my dad's and they're just like, wow, like full auto, like they just can't believe it
0: yeah because so. i don't get the opportunity that's why i said i almost still like i take it for granted to have yeah. miniguns because i shoot them so much that it doesn't
1: that's you and know,
0: I mean, yeah.
1: yeah and like the last time i shot a, a minigun i mean it's fun but you're like eh you know you're just sitting there and you just press the buttons and it goes and it's like all right <laughs> you know <laughs> so. yeah you gotta have
0: something cool to shoot at like you know tracers are awesome through the minigun. Mm-hmm. it's almost like shooting laser beam yeah i
1: have
0: an m134 video that i made last year and i'm Proud to say with no questions, it's the best M134 video ever made. I mean, I did everything you could do with an M134 in this video besides shoot it out of the helicopter. Wow. I mean, I'm blowing up things, shooting two at the same time, like shooting it from the hip, like everything. But that, you see me shooting tracers at like 400 yards, mm-hmm. and I have, you know, a side camera set up, and it literally looks like a laser beam just shooting. I mean, it's the tracers definitely make it a whole different experience.
1: Absolutely. I agree. How did you come up with the name Columbia War Machine?
0: Well, my hometown is Columbia Station, Ohio. And I've always called myself the War Machine because, uh, you know, anything I've ever done, I go full go with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had my grandpas are in the military, my uncles, all that stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I have some German descent in me. And, they, you know, they called the, the German Army the German War Machine because they were so small, but they did cranked out so much stuff you know what i mean so it has nothing to do with like nazis or anything like that it more has to do with just the fact that like i feel like i've just tried to do more than what i'm capable of and that's why i always call myself the war machine so like my fence company i tried to build i used to call myself the fencing war machine you know what i mean mm-hmm. so I, before mm-hmm. i did that and then Columbia is my hometown, so I have Columbia Firearms, you know, I have Columbia Fence, and so Columbia War Machine just kind of, it just popped out there when I was going to do a YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I was
0: trying to get some, but I think a lot of people kind of think it's, like, something to do with, like, Columbia, like, you know, like, South America. That's what I was
1: thinking initially when our mutual friend told me about, and I was like, Columbia, like, is he doing this stuff from Columbia? You know, that's initially what went through my mind, so... But I
0: put in my last video, I talked about it, like, you know, I'm like, hey, a lot of people ask why I went to Columbia. And I said, it's my hometown. So yeah,
1: that makes sense. I know you said you haven't taken a vacation. You said in 18 years.
0: I have not. The first time I've been out of the state in 18 years was going up to Leviathan in Michigan about a
1: week and a half ago. Wow. (laughs) Well, I think you should definitely take a trip here to Colorado, meet my dad in person. I plan on it. We could definitely make that happen. Yeah, I think that would be cool. But wrapping things up, are there any future plans that you have or future plans that you can share with us anyways?
0: (laughs) You know, I really want to get, I I enjoy doing the machine gun rentals. I have 76 Armory and that is like, uh, I also have people, you know, coming in from Wisconsin. I've had people come from South Carolina. Like I just enjoy being around it and like seeing the people enjoying shooting the weapons and Mm. the firearms. So it's like a very, you know, compared to fence, I have a lot of angry customers offense and it yeah. seems like when you do the machine gun rentals you got a lot of happy people and they leave and you know, they'll text you a week later. Oh my God, that was so fun. And so it's just a cool experience letting people do stuff like that. So I really want to get that going a little bit more and uh YouTube. I just hope to take it to a whole new level. Like I said, I, you know, I'm willing to give the effort. I don't want to do it forever, but I just want to make some stuff that where people are like, wow, this guy made and gave, you know, I could tell the effort I give into these. Mm-hmm. This isn't just something I'm doing for money. It's literally like, like a part of me that I never knew I had. Like I enjoy doing it that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really get into this stuff. So, And I do a lot of jackass funny stuff in my videos. If you watch it's like out of nowhere, it, it'll be a serious video. And I do one of my videos that's like a, a sleeper. It's called the lever action, the cowboy gun. Mm-hmm. And halfway into it, I'm telling you, it's, people said it's probably one of the funniest things they've ever seen <laughs> like, so
1: i'll have to check it's, it it out. Just a,
0: yeah it's a sleeper to check out for sure it's definitely a, cl- a classic it only got like thirty six thousand views but it's
1: doesn't that that's suck? Thing you- like things that you're like this is gonna be a big hit everyone's gonna laugh at it or they're appreciate all the work that's put in and then it like doesn't and, and it- then you put together like a little short that's like you know like three minutes long and everybody's like it gets more views and you're like all right that's cool <laughs> yeah it's crazy like i put out a short
0: of me shooting the minigun with uh tracers
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i just i was going through one day i'm like oh this would be a cool shirt i threw it out there and it's got like 150 million views now or something wow. like that so it's like i know it always happens like, that like, way yeah it's crazy and then some of these videos i put so much effort and time into them and it's just you know it demoralizes you when you when youtube just doesn't push it they I, just don't you know what i mean i don't Even my subscribers a lot of times say they don't get notifications and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. So it's just, it's a fight, but oh, well, I'm not going to give up and let them beat me with it. I mean, you just keep going harder at it.
1: For anybody who is in the area who wants to rent machine guns, or even if they're willing to fly to you, or, I mean, hell, even use your fence services or check out your YouTube channel, can you give us all the info for that?
0: Yeah. My machine gun rental business is 76 Armory. Like I said, we're in Ohio. You can reach us at 76armory.com. My fence company, I'm definitely trying to slowly but surely like go down. But if you're in Ohio and you're listening to this, give me a call. <laughs> Columbia Fence. And then uh, my YouTube channel, Columbia War Machine, is my main. That's what I'm trying to really get going on big time here. And so I think if you watch my videos, a few of them, you will not be disappointed. That my My channel is not a talking 20 minutes, shooting one minute yeah it's shooting twenty minutes, talking one minute oh well like mine's, I try to mine's, mine's the opposite, very, <laughs> yeah. No, and, and that's why what talking to you, I've been very amazed at, like your whole demeanor and everything too like I said it's it's uh it's awesome like i said i I have seen your YouTube thing, but I did not I have not known about the podcast,
1: yeah, so well, it's thanks. Cool to know. yeah, I appreciate it. well, I do appreciate how much pride you take in the stuff like I think that's what it is, is like, I don't think people take pride in their work or their life. And, you know, just from talking to you, I'm like, ultimately, you're like, I don't care about the money or like that. You just you take pride in what you do. And I think that that's always just it's always exciting to meet somebody else who has that same outlook, I guess. I mean, and I think also I get that from my dad, like even the way I take care of my stuff and my yard and stuff like that. And I took a picture of like, me mowing my grass. And I was like, yeah, daddy still got this lawnmower that you gave me like five years ago, changed the carburetor on it and filter. I mean, I had to look up some YouTube videos for that because I was way out of my wheelhouse. But (laughs) But um, that's a feeling of accomplishment to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. But like when I mow my lawn and the nice like lines and stuff. And so I took a picture and I was like, you know, I was just thinking like, I definitely take pride in what I have. And I'm like, you taught me that. It's always nice when you meet other people that have similar values and, and outlook, and so I do appreciate that. And I hope that you end up getting a lot of subscribers from this podcast, and that you continue to grow because you're just you're doing an awesome job. And I I do appreciate all the effort that you're putting into it.
0: The feelings likewise. I hope everything continues to grow for you as well. Cause Thank you. I could tell the effort and everything you give as well. So it's been. I kind of wish we lived closer because I definitely. Still think I'm your long lost brother.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't like have German Shepherds. I have a little, you know, Chihuahua. She's four pounds.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love all dogs. You know, I feel
1: the same way. All right. So moving on with the rest of the show. So IWI. If you're looking for a good quality AR, definitely check out the Zion 15. It's under $1,000, which is really hard to find a quality AR nowadays under $1,000. Has a lots of different like lots of upgrades. Um, the rifle version has a 16 inch 4150 chrome chromoly barrel chambered in 5.56 NATO with a mid-length gas system. They come equipped with a 15 inch free flow M-lock handguard. You know, if you want to attach all your accessories and stuff, the grip and stock are from B5 systems, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I mean, I've just heard really good things about it. It's really easy to shoot. It's rugged, it's lightweight. And I think if you got one, you wouldn't be disappointed. So check it out, IWI.us. Don't forget, when you're in the, like, on their website, click on the web store. If you find anything in the web store, and they have all kinds of stuff, stuff that's not even, like, IWI-related, but, you know, they have other brands and stuff featured on their website, use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word, and that's getting you 15% off everything in that web store. Politics. What
0: is going on in the world today? It's political
1: AF. All right, politics. So I'm sure you've heard about this. I feel like unless you've lived under a rock, you had to have heard of, you know, what's going on in New Mexico. Governor of New Mexico suspends carry rights. basically, It's called a public health emergency order instituted by Governor Michelle Grisham that bans civilian possession of a firearm, whether open or concealed carrying, to remain in effect for the duration of the public health emergency, which you got to laugh. You're like, are you kidding me? It really is. Obviously, it's blatantly unconstitutional and openly denies the Bruin decision, which violates New Mexico state law as well as multiple federal laws. This style of order is something that a lot of us have been expecting gun control zealots to try for several years. I'm actually surprised that it happened in New Mexico, though. If anything, I would have thought, like, you know, maybe another state. Uh,
0: New York, California. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. The governor's whole premise with this order is that there's like a gun violence epidemic in Albuquerque, and that somehow preventing lawful citizens from having the means to protect themselves will reduce shootings. None of the shootings that precipitated this order have, you know, have come from lawful carriers. And she knows that instead of trying to stop the criminals, though, she wants to disarm the law abiding. Her order is so blatantly unlawful that even gun control advocates are coming out against her. The sheriff of the county, who is a longtime liberal gun control advocate, has come out on the record saying his department will not enforce it. The attorney general, also a gun control proponent on Tuesday, stated that his office would not be defending the order because it is, he said, I do not believe it passes constitutional muster. Even David Hogg, who is, you know, all over gun control, he said, I support gun safety, but there's no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution, which I'm just like, how do you, you know, I don't know if if I was this lady, I'd be pretty embarrassed. CNN pushed back in an interview with the governor, quoting the New Mexico Constitution Article 2, which says, no law should abridge the right of the citizen to keep and bear arms for security or defense. No municipality or county shall regulate in any way an incident of the right to keep and bear arms. Over the weekend, citizens protested while openly carrying in defiance of the order No arrests were made. The governor insists, however, that the state police will enforce the ban and citations will be forthcoming. Less than 24 hours after the order was declared, National Association for Gun Rights dropped a lawsuit against the order. It's been filed by multiple lawsuits from GOA, FPC, SAF, and others. A federal judge granted a 14-day temporary restraining order against the ban on Wednesday. In that time, an injunction will be considered in proceedings and most likely issued. Governor Grisham is committing at least two felonies by issuing this order and should face persecution under 18 U.S.C. Section 241 Conspiracy Against the Rights and Title 18 U.S.C. Section 242 Deprivation of Rights Under the Color of Law. So far, no law enforcement has done their duty on that front, though we shall see but i mean i don't even understand i feel like this whole thing she should be impeached like how is she still the governor yeah
0: that is this is abuse of power and dictatorship like i've never seen i yeah. mean it's crazy like that's that's her personal views and she's trying to abuse her her office and to get her ways across that by far she should be removed from office immediately
1: mm-hmm. i absolutely agree and and yet, it's one of those things where you know all these laws, like laws for thee and not for me. You know, I mean, same thing with Hunter Biden and you know all the stuff that's going on. Like, it's just uh, it's sickening.
0: And poor Trump, all the things they're doing to him. I mean, I, I know. Mean, it's, I know. It's, it makes me sick how evil and shady the left is. I mean, they are really out to do. I mean, they just they try to justify anything they can to get their own you know views across, but it's it's sickening i just hope trump wins and i hope he uh i hope that there's a big change in the doj and everything that's being shady right now
1: my dad said the other day he was like yeah all the stuff that you know he's like can you believe all the stuff they're trying to do to trump he's like man they just keep you know pushing him down he keeps getting it up getting up and he's like man if that's not a, a true new yorker for you I mean, it kind of just made me laugh.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, he's taken everything they've ever thrown at him. and yeah. he just keeps moving forward. Yeah, that's a true. That's a true leader right there. Like all the impeachments, all the Russian collusion, all the everything. I mean, he's. I cannot believe how tough this guy really is. Like, yeah. I mean, how much he can take and just like shove it off and keep moving forward. And you know, like you said, he's a billionaire. He doesn't have to go through this. He could mm-hmm. easily just say, "I want to drop out," but he's not yeah. letting him win and. Yeah. That's motivating. That's really awesome. I mean, I that's like I said, that's a true leader right there.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm there's some things about Trump that I'm like, eh, you know, or some things that he says, you know, I'm just like, oh, gosh, you know, but I will say that I have to admire his perseverance. And I mean, especially just all the scrutiny online and stuff, which I'm sure you get as well. People don't realize also like being a content creator, like being out in the public eye, you do open yourself up to a lot of scrutiny. And a lot of oh, times yeah. that'll make or break <laughs> you, but I can only imagine, you know, the amount that he gets is so much more than any of us.
0: So I've mean- went through at my own property, the same kind of things, like people upset with me shooting and trying. I mean, I've been investigated by everybody. <laughs> there, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not kidding. every two weeks for a while there I had somebody new coming. They were trying to shut me down from being able to shoot in my own township. so wow. I went through a small portion of what Trump's going through, but I kind of feel what he you know what I mean a yeah. small portion of it,
1: yeah, wow. Caldwell. If you're into ski or trap, definitely check out the Claymore Target Thrower. I have one and unfortunately it's still in my freaking garage. I haven't even opened it up. I need a good shotgun, to be honest. Like that's why I've been putting it off. But I've seen this thing, uh, used it a few times, like in it was an event that I went to for Caldwell, seen it at Shot Show. I mean, this thing is like really impressive. You don't need to use batteries. You just literally like step on it and it throws these plays and it throws them anywhere from like 55 to 70 yards and has multiple modes. And like I said, it just operates with your foot. And then you could also kind of like change the flurry that you want. It's cool. And then also it's like really easy to transport. So uh, it has like an adjustable angle and then it collapses uh, so that you can easily transport it and then, you know, bring it to the range vice versa. MSRP 329. But if you use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word, you're going to get 10% off. And that is CaldwellShooting.com. Tacti
0: Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now.
1: Today in Tacti Talk, Soberetta debuts the NARP. On Tuesday at the Defiance and Security Equipment International Show in London, Beretta unveiled a brand new rifle design called the quote-unquote New Assault Rifle Platform that stands for NARP. But here's my question. So it's kind of interesting that a lot of companies now are jumping on the bandwagon of calling it an assault rifle. I noticed like IWI did this when they released the Carmel and... Then uh, Grantham recently said something. He posted something on Instagram and and he was like, I call it an assault rifle. And, you know, but we were always kind of taught like, well, there's no such thing or you don't call it an assault rifle. And then, you know, the left thinks the AR stands for assault rifle. But it's it's interesting that a lot of companies now are calling their firearms an assault rifle. I don't know how to take it. I mean, I know that a lot of people are like, yeah, cool. You know, just I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of getting off topic here, but that is, you know, something that I've been thinking about. In the yeah,
0: I, I know what you're saying with it.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the new rifle, it's a short stroke gas piston gun that looks remarkably close to an AR, which I when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, it's just an AR. But it operates like a Bren scar or the Carmel. It has fully ambidextrous air controls, air furniture, and takes standard mags. Most of the controls look like they're probably compatible with mil-spec parts, though some of them definitely might look a little proprietary. i got to look closer at that. Because it's a piston gun, it can accept telescopic, foldable, and other stocks. Initial versions all show a standard buffer tube with Magpul CTR stocks. The piston has an opening in the forend that looks like it's for adjusting the settings, most likely for suppressed and unsuppressed. It has a flash hider with a quick attachment designed for suppressors. The free float forend has M-lock and full length rail matching the receiver. A big change from the futuristic looking ARX short stroke design, which never saw a large adoption outside of Italy due to its uniqueness. Going with standard M4 ergonomics that everyone is used to is, I think, a good move that will definitely help its adoption. Right now, it's brand new, and they're in SBR variants, right, for government contracts. So it'll probably be a while before we see civilian versions, which maybe that's why they're calling it an assault rifle. I don't know. Actually, you know, if anyone's listening, I want you guys to write me and correct me on this or educate me. Or maybe I'll just hit up, you know, Mike Grantham and ask him to elaborate on this. But anyways, yeah, so if they do come out with a civilian market, I would definitely be interested in getting my hands on one because it looks pretty cool.
0: Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours.
1: Today's Q&A is Biden didn't really comfort Hunter by talking about the time his son was indicted for gun crimes, did he? And this comes from the Babylon Bee which there's a link to if you guys want to read it. But no, obviously not. That's from a hilarious satire article from, like I said, the Babylon Bee. They wrote it after Hunter was indicted yesterday on three gun charges in Delaware. And obviously we know the indictment isn't really going to go anywhere, but it was good to finally see charges filed since a normal person would have already been serving jail time. It's pretty hilarious, and it's written just like some of the other stories he's made up recently. I've included a link if you guys want to check it out, uh, but I think you should. It's it's pretty funny. Moving forward, Smith & Wesson. So if you're in the market for a new edc check out the shield plus best of all it's also available in 30 super carry 30 super carry is smaller in diameter than 380 and 9 mm as a result it can hold a lot more rounds in this specific gun it could hold 13 rounds in the flush mag and then 16 rounds in the slightly extended mag which is pretty good for you know a gun that size but then you also have very similar ballistics to nine millimeter Again, if you're in the market for an EDC, you want something that's a little bit different. I personally like to have like lots of different guns, different calibers and stuff. And if you're like that, this would be a great opportunity for you to jump on the 30 super carry bandwagon that Federal made. If you want to check it out, head on over to smith-wesson.com.
0: Politics. What is going on in the world today?
1: Today in AF, another news segment that's been circulating throughout the gun industry is gun store steals P eighty. So let me elaborate if you guys haven't heard about it. So came out of New Mexico, and I'm just like, what is happening in New Mexico? Maybe there's a lot of people from California moving there. I don't know what's going on, but sounds like you know what's similar kind of happening to Colorado, unfortunately. At first, the case sounded so absurd that most reporters in the industry were skeptical that it was even true. But it turns out the story actually checks out. Last month, an active duty service member stationed in New Mexico went into Shooter's Den in Albuquerque to purchase some Glock magazines and to see if the store had a holster to fit his polymer 80 pistol. The store owner told him to bring his pistol in to confirm it. After trying a few, the owner noticed that the PAD didn't have a serial number and asked him to provide ID, which you don't need, and everyone has legally been able to make their own guns, so this guy hasn't broken any laws. He was confused, but he showed him the ID. His ID showed that he was under 21. The owner then said that he wouldn't give the gun back to him because he didn't believe he should have it because he was under 21 and there was no serial number. Jacob who is 18, which means he cannot purchase a pistol from an FFL. However, he is able to build his own pistol, which he did, you know, completely legally with his Palmer 80. He repeatedly tried to explain that to the shop owner who refused to return his property. The owner told him he would be turning it over to ATF and even told the kid that he would keep his name out of it if he got out of there. Jacob contacted police immediately to report the theft of his firearm, but they failed to show up before the shop closed. At first, Shooter's Den responded to requests for comments and said, The ATF has cleared the situation and has allowed us to release the firearm back to the owner, and the situation has been passed on to the proper authorities. The owner has been contacted regarding the status of his Palmer 80 pistol and has yet to retrieve it. When the shop owner was asked about their authority to seize the gun, their knowledge of their state and federal laws regarding unserialized firearms, they stopped responding to messages. They've also since shut down all their socials and gotten Google to halt reviews. Lawyers chimed in and they said that the FFL in the situation took the personal property of another with the intent to deprive them of it, which fits the common law definition of theft. Even if the FFL thought erroneously that possession of the handgun was a crime, it would still not create justification for the seizure. Instead, the FFL appears to have engaged in bullying and theft. Having an FFL does not convey law enforcement powers, quite the opposite, in fact. Here, not only is the FFL likely responsible for theft, but in taking the firearm, they also likely violated 18 U.S.C. 922J which prohibits the receipt and possession of stolen firearms. And in doing so, he created an even bigger problem. When Jacob attempted to retrieve the firearm, they informed him that it could not be transferred to him. Shooters then said the ATF has instructed them to serialize the firearm and add it to their FFL records. He would then have to obviously pass a NICS check, which is impossible because he's under 21. ATF did not respond to confirm or deny if they have advised the shop to serialize it. Jacob filed a stolen property report with local police, and reportedly the police now have retrieved the firearm from the store. The police have yet to release the firearm to Jacob, and there's no word yet on what will happen, if at all. Also, no confirmation if it's now serialized to further complicate the matter. Legally speaking, the police may also not be able to transfer it to him without a serial. Um, if it has one, he definitely won't get it back. And then given how long it can take to get firearms back from law enforcement, it may very well be that Jacob, you know, is gonna be over 21 by the time he does get it back. But yeah, so some good advice. So most people who build polymer eighties know their law far better than obviously local gun shops. But, you know, just a heads up, guys, if you have a polymer 80. Or like any other unserialized firearm that you put together, which you know you are able to do so legally, I would probably avoid bringing it to a gun shop, just to avoid you know anybody out there who's uneducated on the matter. Brian, do you have anything to add to that?
0: That's just crazy. I can't believe. Like, I didn't hear anything about this yet. This is new to me. So yeah, if you're right, something weird is going on in New Mexico.
1: I know. I'm <laughs> like, what's in the water over there? <laughs>
0: Must be so many atomic blasts from back in the Oppenheimer days. All
1: right, no kidding. No <laughs> oh, man, have you seen that movie by chance?
0: I have. I went to go see it like uh, a week
1: ago, dude. It was the longest movie ever, and I thought it was going to yeah. be better. I'll admit, like I was excited to see it, but I did not realize it was going to be three hours. I'm like, cool. Should have probably brought dinner. <laughs> and it's really hard. You're probably like me, where it's like hard for me to just sit there for long periods of time. So three hours oh that was was, that was like a test like my i feel like the top of my foot was like falling asleep or went numb and then the the movie itself was just like very slow moving like it'd be different if it was like action-packed and you're like wow this is amazing but like i definitely a few times i was like all right is this movie gonna end anytime soon it it was it
0: was worth watching once but i would never watch it again yeah but i mean one time it was worth it it was yeah but it was the it's not one of those movies like predator or somewhere you watch it like you know i watch it 15 times yeah you know so. yeah i
1: agree i mean it was still it's part of history it was good for everyone to know but like yeah it was it was a very slow moving film franklin armory actually i'm kind of curious if you have any guns that have binary triggers in it since you have all these full autos and if you do, or if you've shot binary, do you, I mean, do you enjoy it? Or are you just like, nah, screw it. Just, you know, full auto all the way.
0: I don't have any binaries. It's all full auto.
1: Yeah. I do have quite a few guns that have binary triggers in it. And I don't know, I guess for people who can't be as lucky as Brian, uh, (laughs) Brian's like, okay, cool. For people, Hmm. you know, who unfortunately, you know, may not have machine guns, but you want something that is like, want to up your game you know you're kind of tired of just shooting in semi-auto mode definitely get a binary trigger they have them for all different types of guns they are releasing something soon that i wish i could tell you guys about but i'm so freaking excited about it mine should be here soon to try out and it's just fun i mean so with every pull of the trigger you know you pull and release two rounds come out and once you get the cadence down it's like you know it's not completely like shooting a full auto but it has similarities oh yeah
0: it definitely gets a close
1: yeah yeah and i have also noticed i don't know if anybody else has noticed this but my favorite is when the gun like my first mag dump when i'm shooting it in binary it seems like that goes the best and then after that i don't know if like the gun just gets hot or you know maybe but i've always noticed like my first maybe i guess first or second mag dump shooting in binary mode it's just like the best i have the best cadence I'm interested if you guys have that same experience, but in the meantime, check out all the binary triggers that they have franklinarmory.com. Don't forget to use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, and that's going to get you 10% off your entire order. And then there's just one review today, and it is from Tall Guy 12345 titled Peaches, which is my dog, <laughs> five stars, Ava, you're brilliant, love the energy and passion, keep up the good work. That was like a nice little note. I guess because there wasn't another review. So, you know, tall guy, one, two, three, four, five, you win. Contact me. I'm going to send out a prize pack for you. Just go to contact us, you know, at gunfunny.com and I'll send that out to you. And then in the meantime, if you guys want to support the show, consider becoming a Patreon. You could do so by going to gunfunny.com, click on the support the show link and then make a donation there. Also, Blown Deadline, he's given away a $300 gift certificate every month to a lucky Patreon. So if you want like an awesome paint job on your gun, he is the guy to go to. Also wanted to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Stakeholsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Calamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Writings, and William Knave. And Brian, thank you so much for making time to come on my show. I know how busy you are. So I'm like, you know, I am I feel very honored to have you make the time for this show and, and sharing your story with us and everything that you do. Can you remind listeners once again, if they want to check out your YouTube channel or rent firearms, what are the handles for that?
0: Yep. Well, the feeling is likewise too. I really appreciate being able to talk to you and kind of get to know you a little bit today. This has been awesome. And I appreciate you bringing me on the show and everything. And absolutely yep, Columbia War Machine is my YouTube channel. So if you want some Serious action, like you were just talking about, not a boring channel. Watch my channel. I feel like I feel like you're listening. I
1: feel like you're pointing fingers at me. We're like not a boring channel, and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm the boring channel. Hi.
0: No, no, it's weird. (laughs) Just like you said, how Oppenheimer was kind of boring. Like it wasn't, you know,
1: action. Yeah, Yeah. I'm the complete opposite. Like
0: (laughs) it's definitely adventurous. And then, I like I said, I really appreciate you having me on, and uh, look forward to hopefully meeting you one day.
1: Definitely. Definitely. They're both so. All right, be guys. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, and then who knows? Maybe we'll do a collaboration in the future as well. That would be a lot of fun. It
0: would be awesome.
1: Yeah, if you get tired of shooting your minigun, I'll be like, "All right, fine, I'll step in, Ugh, take one for the team."
0: <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever shot a minigun before? I have. Yeah.
1: In the first time, I was like, "This is so cool," and then like the second time, I was like, "All right, well, this is this is cool," and then like the third time, I was just like, "All right, I don't know. I like when it's like handheld and." You just feel it like you kind of like rock yep. and roll with it, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I you know, M60 is also one of my favorites too, and I love shooting those. Yeah. I have some videos where I'm shooting two at the same time, Rambo style.
1: Dang, I'm gonna have to do Sorry? some more like arm lifts for that, but that's awesome. <laughs> hmm. All right, Brian. Well, I will talk to you later, and guys, I will see you next week. Yep. Thanks again. <laughs>